And we are live from the Empire of Lies on a special Concise Wednesday edition. This is a show that brings you the truth behind the headlines. I'm investigative journalist Lee Stranahan, and this is The Backstory. So is a concise, that means a one hour, only only one hour edition of the backstory. And we're joined by Tyler Nixon today. Tyler, how you doing? No Tyler yet. Okay, tell me when he's on. Because I, I was gonna assume he was in a good mood. Rod, do you think Tyler's gonna be in a good mood after Liz Cheney is out of here? Do you, do you feel confident, Rod, with Liz Cheney gone? Okay, so you don't have Rod either. We, it's a mystery. Think to yourself, am I happy, personally, that Liz Cheney is gone? Because I am, and I'm sure if Rod or Tyler were here, they would both be happy. Guaranteed. They're not big Liz Cheney fans. I don't know who is, aside from Dick Cheney. But voters of Wyoming are not. We get a great show today, by the way, with Tyler Nixon, where we talk about the election yesterday and the events of the day and the news of the day. And then we'll also be talking about and playing audio clips from the Breonna Taylor case in Kentucky. If you've never heard any of these clips, you'll hear some clips that shed new light on that case. And we're taking your calls. 202-521-1320 is the number to call. I'm Lee Stranahan, and this is The Backstory. So, we still have no one on, correct? Okay. So I just need to know so I don't accidentally throw it to somebody who's not there. Because I can talk on my own. But uh, let me talk about these elections. I've been saying every Wednesday, it's a, we get to deal with the fallout from the elections and see who won. And I was thinking about the elections. And of course, the big elections are the ones coming up, the midterm elections. But I want you to think back on low these many weeks of election results on Wednesday on this show. I was thinking about something about the election results. I cannot think of an example so far. I cannot think of a single solitary primary, not one, that I have been on the air on Wednesday to say to you, a shocking upset on Wednesday. Does that make sense? I have not come on with a headline, a shocking upset as Donald Trump hater, whoever, John Smith, won their election yesterday. So far, there have been no shocking upsets. So far, everybody has known how they've been going. We've been saying for weeks, Liz Cheney is going to lose. And sure enough, Liz Cheney lost. That's because people don't like Liz Cheney. So, and I'm not saying it'd be mean. I'm, I'm pointing out that the, event, the, the tools that we use to predict elections seem to be working. 
It worked with Liz Cheney again. It has worked with everybody all year this year. And that tells me that the elections in November should have no shock, should have no surprises. What we should get is the result we expect, which is the Democrats should be trounced, absolutely trounced. If what everybody's expecting happens, the Democrats will go the way of Liz Cheney and possibly she'll be giving him a ride too, as possible, uh, come election day. So I'm saying no surprises is not good news for Democrats. Democrats want a lot of surprises because they have a very unpopular president and vice president. And also, according to polling, Congress is less unpopular, but Nancy Pelosi does not have a big fan base, particularly in China. Speaking of going to China, more congressmen followed in Nancy Pelosi's example and recently went there to stir up trouble. And China's not happy about that. And they're doing more military exercises around the more Democrats have gone. Again, nothing's happened more than the military exercises. But everybody's expecting something to happen more serious. And that is serious. Just the, the uh, exercises, the, the military exercises are disturbing enough. Now, we also have a lot of stuff going on, follow, more fallout from the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Remember, it was last Monday that Donald Trump was raided. And the DOJ is still holding off on releasing the affidavit. They say it may get their investigation in trouble. And we also had yesterday Mike Pence, the unpopular former VP. He was doing a speech. Apparently, Mike Pence is going to be running for president because apparently he wants to feel what it seems to lose from a presidential perspective, because Mike Pence has no way of winning. He has no fan base. He is less of a fan base than Liz Cheney. I don't know how that's actually possible, but Mike Pence is very unpopular. But he made some comments about the elections yesterday. At a campaign stop, he told people to stop being mean to the FBI, stop threatening him. Now, of course, I'm opposed to anybody threatening anybody. But he also went further than that. He said, defund the FBI is just as bad a statement as defund the police. And let me say, the FBI has a worse record than the police. What was going on with Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter was making up stories about the police. They were saying that, for instance, if you were black, the greatest danger to you was from being killed by a police officer. And that's obviously factually, mathematically untrue. Then Black Lives Matter called for defunding the police because the police were upholding the law. The objection to the FBI is different and is decades old. Again, I'm not joking. If you want to look into the FBI, 
Look in the House Select Committee on Assassinations, the 70s. That's just a good place to start. Look into the HSCA. The House Select Committee on Assassinations was Congress's attempt after the public didn't trust the Warren Commission to investigate the Kennedy assassination. And a lot of FBI, that's what I want to say, a lot of FBI malfeasance about the Kennedy assassination came out during that. The problem with the FBI is not the problem with the police. The problem with the police is a Marxist, leftist, radical group, Black Lives Matter, wants to defund the police in general. And I'll point out why. They are abolitionist. After one of their inspirations, and that is Angela Davis, Angela Y. Davis from the Black Panther Party. She was affiliated with the Black Panther Party. She was a member of the Communist Party USA. She was a Marxist and a friend of Herbert Marcuse, the famous Marxist professor. And Angela Davis was in love with the black radical George Jackson, who was killed trying to break out of Alcatraz. And ever since then, because she lost the love of her life, George Jackson, she's been what's called an abolitionist. Look up the work of Angela Davis. She's got books on abandoning prisons. She does not believe prisons are effective or moral. So in general, she wants prisons gotten rid of. She's a prison abolitionist. And members of Black Lives Matter were greatly influenced by Angela Davis. And people like Michelle Alexander, author of the Bible of Black Lives Matter, Michelle Alexander's book, Color Blindness, uh, Michelle Alexander's book is is called uh, Color Blindness, it, it, The New Jim Crow. The, the, I, I knew it had, a, the, the subtitle is about color blindness, but the title is The New Jim Crow. And uh, she talks about abolishing prisons. She's again a prison abolitionist. So this is an explicit avowed position. I am not in favor of reorganizing the FBI because I'm in favor of abolishing all law enforcement. That is the goal. And I mentioned the Black Panthers. One of the goals of the Black Panthers, if you look at their 10-point program, take a look. The 10-point Panther, the Black Panthers 10-point program called for all black people to be set loose from prison, no matter what crime they committed. They called for a program that explicitly would release every black person and by race, based on whether you were black or, or white, every black person would be released from prison, according to the Black Panthers, 
That's their idea of criminal justice reform. And of course, that's insane. Releasing dangerous criminals from prison just because they're black helps no one, including the victims who are black. But that's what Angela Davis and the communists and Black Lives Matter want. And so that is a very different reason. But Mike Pence said he was criticizing Republicans and saying that the Republican idea of defunding the FBI is just as bad as the Democratic idea. That shows such a profound ignorance of Republican and Democratic history. And it it lets groups like the Black Lives Matter off the hook. It is lying. Mike Pence is lying to Republicans about that Republicans and Black Lives Matter believe the same thing. It's clearly not true. And it's very disturbing that Mike Pence would be making those statements. And this is why Mike Pence is not very popular among the Republican base. So that's what Mike Pence was out there saying today. But look up yourself, the prison abolition stance of Angela Y. Davis, and you'll see what I'm talking about. By the way, 202-521-1320 is the number to call if you want to be part of the show. Now, uh, we've got a clip. We've got a couple, actually. So let's go to the clip first. Of uh, from the Breonna Taylor case, because in Kentucky, the Breonna Taylor case, as usual with Black Lives Matter cases, it was based on several lies. The idea that Breonna Taylor was somehow killed because she was black was a complete lie, because she, she was shot through a closed door. Now you may say, well, that's some bad. Why was she shot through a closed door? Because her boyfriend was standing, as you'll hear, shoulder to shoulder next to her, shot through a closed door at police because he thought the police were her ex-boyfriend, who's a drug dealer. Now, the first statement is from her second boyfriend, the one who shot at the cops, not the other one who's a harder drug criminal. And that's what we're going to play first, is a statement by him to the police talking about him and Brianna and what went down that night. Hear for yourself, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend, who was shot at, who is the one who shot the police, and he talks about why. But no, there's no question. He shot at the police through a closed door. And then they shot back. And again, if you shoot a police through a closed door, expect them to return fire. So let's hear the first clip from this is Brown Taylor's boyfriend about what happened that night. Hit it. So like, what the heck? We both. So you were just lying in bed? Watch the movie. She was in your room. She was watching over the room. She had actually just dozed off. Probably like two minutes before. So I laid there, laid on her. Watched the movie by myself. It was a loud bang at the door. Both of us are not decent. Can't even think of the word right now. 
statement by her ex-boyfriend he's only ex because she's dead by the way they were they were dating at the time of her death but it does not come up in that statement but it should be pointed out that that boyfriend initially blamed Brianna Taylor for the shooting he told the police because he could see that Brianna had been hit he told the police that she had done the shooting initially which I think is a lousy way to treat your dead ex-girlfriend. Right. Yes, sure. She makes a convenient fall guy, but she's fallen and she's not a guy. So it's inappropriate. I think putting the blame on her dishonestly was a bad maneuver on his part, but it's the kind of guy that he is. Now this next tape is audio of a phone call, a jailhouse phone call that the other boyfriend, the guy they thought was outside their door, he's talking to another girlfriend of his who's talking about Brown Taylor. And you notice the girlfriend says basically, 
Why did you leave her to watch your money? Because she doesn't like Brianna. But it tells you that Brianna's involved in his criminal enterprise. So let's hit that second tape. The, the other boyfriend talking to another girlfriend about Brianna Taylor. Hit it. It's what I'm saying. You got all these bonds, and I got your daughter, bro. Bitch, I'm not asking for nothing from you, child. You have did what you did for me enough. Yeah. I appreciate everything. Yeah. Big Arrow, why is you doing this, Carol? Oh, my feelings is hurt. Big Arrow, because of the one that was in the house? Because what? Well, because it breathed with the house? Anything. I mean, just about yeah. connections and bonds. This is what you got to understand, Don't take it wrong, but that really didn't have enough of my money. Don't like she didn't have enough of my money. What are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. I So there you go. And let me say, your day's going really badly when you're in prison and you're fighting with your girlfriend on the phone. If you find yourself saying a phrase, you got to understand, boo, to your girlfriend on the phone from jail, the day's not going well. So you heard he was trying to calm her down, but she's saying to him, and she is fairly calm. She says, you have to understand where your money is. And Clearly, Brianna's a known person to his other girlfriend. So there you go. There's some audio you never hear in the Brianna Taylor case. And thought you'd be interested in hearing that. Because all these cases, when you unpack them, there's usually some criminality involved. It's not that they're innocent and the big lie, of course, all these Black Lives Matter stories seem to have the motive. They know what, what the motive is, racism. We heard initially George Floyd, whatever you think happened there and whatever you think may have happened there, what didn't happen there was there were not cops who said, wait a second, a black man, we've caught a black man. This is exciting for us. We never catch black men. So we want to make sure he dies since we're racist. It was not a racist plot to kill George Floyd. The Minneapolis police deal with black people every day. And there is not a huge record of them killing people. And that is what Black Lives Matter said. He was killed because he was black. And that is an absurd lie. And, and you can not be in favor of what the cops did. You can say that they acted negligently. That's fine. But they did not act racistly. And that is always the initial Black Lives Matter story. Mike Brown, it wasn't that he reached in for a cop's gun. 
It's that cops are racist. So this Brianna Taylor story, she was initially killed in bed. And a lot of people said that. Go look up telling of the Brianna Taylor story. Especially, I'll tell you who especially thought that. People who are out protesting Brianna Taylor. People in Kentucky who are protesters. They all thought that Brianna Taylor was killed in her bed. Because that makes Brianna Taylor, and they get this story wrong too, Black Panther Fred Hampton. They made two movies about Fred Hampton. And they say that he was killed in his bed. Well, he was. He was asleep. Fred Hampton was killed in his bed. But he was not assassinated in his bed. And But, but by relating this story, the Brianna Taylor story, to a uh, a famous story about a dead Fred Fred Hampton, Black Panther Fred Hampton. They make her death seem more heroic. It seems like she was gunned down by these spineless pigs. That's basically telling a story they want. Is Brown Taylor was killed by racist cops? Well, you heard the story from the boyfriend. What happened? I would say that on that first audio, you heard him clearly admit to shooting at the cops through the door. And I'm going to say that that was far more of a factor because the cops didn't, the only reason they knew it was a black man they were going after, because they were going after him as well. It was on the warrant, but that's the only reason they would know. They wouldn't know who they were shooting at. They would just know Someone on the other side of this door is shooting at us. And cops' natural reaction, anybody's natural reaction, is to shoot back. And I'm not saying that didn't... I don't think the cops are supposed to shoot back through... I don't think you're supposed to shoot at something you can't see. Let me put it bluntly. If you can't see something... I'm no marksman, but I believe if you go to target lessons, if you go to a range, they never say, okay, first, close your eyes. They hardly ever start with that. So perhaps the police shooting through the closed door was going to get them in trouble. And I don't have an opinion about that, but I am sick of the racist continuing lie of Black Lives Matter, that the reason people were killed was racist. And putting that motivation on the crime seems to me to be very dangerous. And it seems to me like it's put the country in a lot of trouble, as we've seen with the Black Lives Matter protests. And also, I would say it relates to criminality we're seeing. And we've seen the spike in crime in the past couple of years. And I would say the lack of respect, as long as, as well as Soros-funded DAs like Chesa Boudin, the Soros-funded DAs and this philosophy of seeing racism everywhere has caused a lot of the criminal problems in the past couple of years. Let's take a short break. When we come back, our friend Tyler Nixon will be here, and he will doubtless be gloating about the election results yesterday. And I want to talk to him 
about what the Republicans' prospects are. And I got to say, they're good in November. Let's take a short break, and we'll be joined by Tyler Nixon on the other side on The Backstory. And we are back on The Backstory and on 105.5 FM, AM 1390. Now we're joined by special guest co-host, the post-primary happy, it's a guest, Tyler Nixon. Hey, Tyler, are you indeed happy? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Who wouldn't be? All good people on on this planet should be happy with the... uh, the wicked wench of Wyoming taking the fall finally, getting her comeuppance. No, I like that. The the wench of Wyoming. I like that. Is that yours, Tyler? That's mine, yes. <laughs> well, it's clever. And uh well, thank Tyler, you. let's do this. Uh let's get the calls first, because I see Ingrid's online. So two oh two five two one thirteen twenty. Hey Ingrid. You're on. What's on your mind? Well, thanks. I have a question about Brianna Taylor. I've heard you tell that story many times, and at the time I read a little bit about it. This is the first time I've heard you say, I think, that it was through a closed door. And even in the tape, he says the door came off the hinges. What what I've always envisioned is that the door flew open. Then he shot the first cop who was on the way into the room. That's the guy who was hit in the thigh. And as they were dragging him out, they, they shot in to the dark. I've never heard the, the door was closed. Did they find a door with bullet holes through it? Is that correct? Let me say this. At, at the risk of being overly de- detailed, I should have said that the uh, a number of the cops, because there were a number of cops outside, they did not have the clearest unobstructed view. That's what I meant to say. That is clearly true, that some cops shot without being able to see exactly what they were shooting at. But I agree with you. He said the door came off. And I don't know how visible that made things, but visibility was obviously a problem. Would you agree with that, Ingrid? Well, they were probably visible to him a little bit if there was light in the hall. But, yeah, sure. I, I, I don't have any disagreement with your general story, just that one detail of it. And I, I don't I'm, – I'm, I'm also tr- not trying to say that, the, that it changes my opinion on that shooting. I think it was a good shoot, although I don't think it was ideal. Obviously, the circumstances for the police were not ideal. And I would say just opening the door, they did not have a clear view of what was going on. That's my own statement. Ingrid, do you have anything else before we get back to Tyler? No, thanks very much for the call, Ingrid. Now, Tyler, have you been paying any attention to the Breonna Taylor story? Because that's back in the headlines. They're trying to charge those cops that they went in 
for incorrect reasons. Now it was a bad shoot, but they shouldn't have ever got the warrant. And Brianna Taylor is one of those cases that I do. Let me ask this way, Tyler. Do you think there's a lot of pressure on conservatives to find a Black Lives Matter case that they don't disagree with that was actually a bad shoot so they can say, well, that one was bad? Because otherwise it seems like conservatives disagree with everything Black Lives Matter says. And I actually just have come to the conclusion that Black Lives Matter lies blatantly in most stories. That's why I have the opinion I do. But Tyler, do you think there's some pressure that some conservatives feel to find a good Black Lives Matter story? Does that make sense, Tyler? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I confess to not, I mean, I haven't paid close attention to that case. I mean, if I paid attention to every case in which, uh, you know, someone's killed where they, uh, uh, you know, or a black person's killed and they say, it, you know, it's because of race, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have time for anything else, frankly. Um, that being said, look, I mean, conservatives, you say conservatives are looking for, if, I mean, I think if you're looking for, uh, you know, a, so, you know, like say a bad case, then I, I don't think you're necessarily conservative uh, because for, frankly, there should be as much scrutiny on the police and law enforcement as there is on, you know, and in, in any, any situation of a shooting like this, uh, as there is on, you know, who the suspects were, who the people were involved. Um, look, I mean, I just don't think there's there's any good players in this. And it's, you know, it's, it's horrible to see someone uh, gunned down who's not, uh, you know, obviously anybody gunned down. I mean, it's, we don't, you know, our police are not executioners. Um, they're, that's not their job. And, but, you know, when they face gunfire, hey, listen, <laughs> all bets are off when some fool fires a gun. I don't care, you know, and at night. But then again, also, I mean, I don't, you know, I, you have these conflicting accounts. I guess the police, I think, going in gangbusters like that, there's just a lot of overkill. I mean, they came into my home, busted down a, an, you know, a, a vintage antique glass beveled door to just, you know, pile into my place with guns drawn, and you know, and I'm, I was armed at the time, um, and you know, I felt this was totally excessive. I mean, unless they're going into an active shooter situation or someone where they know that their person is armed, uh, you know, almost to a certainty. I mean, the, these like uh, these sort of knock, no knock raids or whatever. In this case, a knock raid, but still. I just think these people are poorly trained. And this is the Aurora Police Department, right, in Colorado. Is that correct? No, this is in, in uh, Kentucky. Brianna Taylor? Oh, okay. No, oh, no. Uh, Brianna Taylor. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of another case. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, you know, I just, like, I, um, I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, I, I, I think, again, Black Lives Matter, you don't have to believe that uh, uh, Black Lives Matter is not a, a a criminal fraud to also believe that there are a lot of overzealous, poorly trained, um, constitutional right trampling cops out there. You know, so it's like I don't, you know, I don't really want to take a side because I don't think either side is worth a damn in the well, sense of. Let me of, ask uh, you, your you opinion know. on this issue, though, Tyler. Do you consider Black Lives Matter a democratic organization? Do you consider them part of the Democratic Party? Oh, I mean, it's an extension of the entire sort of uh, radical left, of which the Democrat Party is obviously the you know the top 
criminal front, <laughs> frankly. Yeah, and absolutely I'll, do. I'll of course, like they all work hand we, in hand. And we showed months ago that if you went to the Black Lives Matter website and said, I want to donate, you know, cl click the donate button. You went to the Act Blue website. Act Blue oh. is the fundraising organization that supports Democrats. So if you said, I want to donate to Black Lives Matter, it donated to the top Democrat sort of bundler of funds. Does that make sense, Tyler? Yeah. I mean, these are front groups. You know, these are agitation uh, uh, organizations set up, frankly, by the communists uh, and to a lesser extent, the fascists within the Democrat Party. And, you know, it's a continuum. I mean, I, I don't believe that these are organic grassroots organizations. These are set up for specific political purposes and partisan purposes. And clearly they achieve that kind of thing when they have riots and you have basically Democrats refusing to in any way denounce even the worst practices. I mean, look at the look at the abuse of the money, the misuse, the misallocation, the uh, you know fraud involved with the use of the millions of dollars that Black Lives Matter raised or BLM, whatever you call it. And not a single peep from the Democrat, anybody in the Democrat, uh, you know, power junta to say, wait a minute, hold on a second. This wasn't meant to buy a mansion for some woman or some, you know, or, or to uh, whatever, provide personal benefits for the people who happen to be involved, that, you know, in running this uh, this organization. I mean, I would think they would be up in arms over that if that was the case, because it's clearly not going towards their whatever their mission is. Uh, ostensibly, but we know that that's exactly what it's going towards because these people are being paid off to be the head agitators, uh, you know, as part of the larger um, organization, murky network of Democrat front groups. You know, it's just the way that the communists did the same thing. So, Tyler, you're saying you're opposed to a black person getting housing. Is that it, essentially? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, no, yes. I mean, absolutely. Uh, when their, their money is obtained by... Uh, Political fraud, yes, and white people too, and everybody else for that matter. <laughs> Good point, but of course I'm joking. But yeah, I know. Black Lives Matter is essentially a democratic organization, and that's why I say yeah. I think I said conservatives. The thing about the Black Lives Matter thing, and we'll get to Debbie in one second. the 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 name Black Lives Matter is brilliant. Because immediately, oh, yeah. you're you're on the defensive. Because immediately, to say I'm opposed to that group means you're opposed to Black Lives Mattering, right? Which which in itself tells you that it's a Democrat front group, because this is how they always set things. You know, just the way they name legislation, same thing. Oh, it's you know, it's the Patriot. Well, that was you know a bipartisan thing, obviously, but really the same people. It's the fascist wing. Of the uh, you know the well, the fascist aspect of the national establishment, but you know the, the Democrats love their little phony um, groups with their the names that are that are just absolutely um, diabolical in terms of you can't oppose us you know we're patriots uh, or or we're we're this or that you know yeah it exactly tells you because I think you know it's like the NAACP clearly was not a Democrat front group and it's you know I mean its name is what it is. But no, yeah, I mean, when, when, when a slogan, when, a, when an organization is named with a slogan that builds in um, 
you know, builds in any sort of opposition being able to be said to be what their objective is to smear their opponents, such as you're racist. If you don't think Black Lives Matter, if you don't support Black Lives Matter, you know it's the Democrat uh, socialists. And because this is how and they you're operate. Referring to, and I heard a nervous chuckle there, Tyler. You're referring to the fact that the NAACP, their organization name is still the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. And you're saying, yeah. saying, saying colored people is a fairly politically incorrect term in this age, right? Tyler? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, you'd be pilloried if you if, use that if, term. If you want to be old-timey and use the term colored people, there's a way to do it with modern spin. And all you do is you add the word of in the middle. Because you know saying people of color makes you sound hip and modern. Yeah. We're saying, yeah. saying colored people is 50s. But you're still getting the word colored in there. That's how ridiculous they are. How much, you know, it's what the sophistry is and how, how it's like nothing you say, uh, to, you know, it, it's so it's incoherent. And it's like what happened in the United Negro College Fund. Is that still around? Or can you say Negro? <laughs> is that too close to the, the N word? It's ridiculous. These people are, you know, it's, it's totally just this Marxist claptrap trying to control the language. And really by controlling the language, really they're trying to control people trying to control what you can say and what you can't say. And this is the way they go about it. And they can go, they can go F themselves as far as I'm concerned. I'll, you know, if you want to talk about N words and this word, they can, they can take the F word. Good job, Tyler. Well done. And, and, and good job not actually saying it because the, the other <laughs> yeah, F word, not. the, the FCC would get us. <laughs> 202, 521, yeah. 1320. Debbie, you're on. What's on your mind? Hi, Lee. Uh, I just wanted to respond to some of these things that have been discussed yesterday and today. And I thought I was under the impression that this Brianna was stealing drugs from the dispensary at the hospital she worked for. And I think that's one reason that the police officers came to the house. Um, second thing that I wanted to share. That's not what that's not what the warrant was for, as far as I know. But. There is some evidence that Brandon Taylor was stealing drugs from the hospital she worked at. Yes, you're correct, Debbie. Go, go ahead. We really need to deal with facts then, don't we? Um, I think too, that, and this bit with George, George Floyd, to me, just irritates me. I don't believe that the police officer did anything to that man. He was ODing on fentanyl. The uh, store owners are the ones that had contacted the police to come out. He's sitting on, wasn't he sitting on top of a car acting out and was probably scaring him, okay? And I believe that apparently, probably in Minneapolis, they probably have a protocol or an ordinance or something that the police could not transport him in the police car. They have to wait for medical professionals to come out. That's right. And, and they were waiting for medical professionals. You're correct about that, Debbie. Go ahead. Him down because he was going into convulsions. Anybody that's been in recovery, recovering drug addict or alcoholic knows this. Yes. Thanks for the call. Fantastic call. Now, Tyler, about the elections, uh, the primary elections that happen every Tuesday, I was pointing out that we so far have not had a day when I've had to say, there's a big upset in the election last night. Liz Cheney 
lost her primary bid, but Liz Cheney was expected to lose, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and then she's, I think she's the only one and her father and their, their highly insulated ilk that had no clue. I mean, they're so, and I don't think they care. I mean, I really don't think they care what the voters think. It's like, she's right. No matter, no matter how chase, they're never chastened. They never accept what, you know, the, the, the public has to say about their policies. I mean, Cheney and Bush and that ilk, the neoconservatives, they don't, they never gave a crap what the public thought to the extent that it didn't, you know, there was any, uh, I mean, other than actually winning elections, securing election, they didn't care. They never cared. Uh, you know, they view that the elections as a ceremonies, really, I think, just to ordain their power. And I think she just, you know, just <laughs> she's so I mean, the, the arrogance, uh, the pomposity and the, just the, the total uh, what's the word disingenuousness. I, I mean, it's it's really appalling. It's nauseating. For this woman to be quoting or citing the Constitution, talking about Abraham Lincoln, get the hell out of here. She is a serial deceiver and a, uh, frankly, a total fraud. And the public, thank God, you know, is now aware of people like this. And I don't care what her money was or endorsements she had or, you know, how many big guns they pulled out or how much highfalutin, um, you know, self-righteousness uh, she, she's tried to spew uh, people see right through it for what she is, which is a quizzling, a self-serving, uh, you know, frankly, um, autocratic, uh, neoconservative, opportunistic wench from hell. End of story. You know, and she's not going anywhere. I think she's running for president. Give me a break. Run as a Democrat, honey. Go back to the party where you've always belonged. Frankly, your father, too. However, I doubt she would even win as a Democrat. And and she is out there. Of course not. Liz Cheney. They don't want her. Liz Cheney is out there talking about running for president. And <sighs> would that be would, the, would that be the most misguided presidential run ever? <laughs> yeah, the I most tin eared, uh, absolutely clueless, totally just uh, divorced from reality. I mean, that's a, this is how divorced from reality these people are. This woman actually thinks. And I don't know what she thinks the Democrats are going to embrace the Cheneys. The Democrats are using her. She's a stooge for them. She's absolutely just a useful idiot, frankly. And I can't believe she's they, they, she's supposed to be so smart. Get get real, honey. You know, you're, you have no you've just divorced. You have no place left in American politics. Now, do you agree with me, Tyler, that the lack of surprises during the primaries means that when it comes to midterm elections, in November, I don't expect any surprises. I expect the Democrats to be trounced based on the primaries. What do you see for November based on the primary elections, Tyler Nixon? Well, certainly Republican enthusiasm is huge. And even within that, there's no very few close races with the where, where you have a clear cut rhino uh, running. Um, but let's face it, the Democrats are are sneaky. They're cheaters, they're liars, they're thieves. And I think it'll be interesting because just like you have major variation, when you have major variations, and this is an international standard, when you have major variations in the result from the exit polls, that's obviously you know considered an indicia of fraud. So if we see like these races where high enthusiasm Republicans, you know, like uh, this, you know, trounced a, uh, a rhino 
or that there was, uh, you know, consistent desire and and you know, polling reflecting that within these uh, various closer races, uh, that there be a uh, you know the Democrats not be re- uh, returned, whether it be re-election or that the Republican would win in, in a uh, an open seat, and that suddenly, you know, in, in the last days or or after elections, you know, they, there's a sudden reversal of that. You know, you'll know that the Democrats are up to the same tricks they've been up to for the last, well probably since they've been a party, really, but at least certainly in the last two elections. Um, and, you know, there will be hell to pay for that. But I, I don't think, I really don't think, I, I think it's almost like they see it coming and it's so overwhelming that to try to meddle with it, they may just have to take a pass on the midterms and just try to go for 2024 in terms of, you know, all their cheating and their uh, their trickery. But, I, you know, it, it's also the fact is, like all the games they played in the 2020 election, shutting out Republican judges and, you know, just the whole thing that was had been set up and designed for two years, probably at that point. Um, you know, these tricks can only be used really once most effectively or effectively enough to reverse a serious um, electoral stampede as we you know, I, I believe Donald Trump won in a landslide. And I think they didn't steal just an election or a close election. They stole a landslide. And that's why they had to do it in such brazen manner. You know, it wasn't just a few thousand votes here and there that they had to. They they really had to stop the count in the middle of the night because it was such an overwhelming number coming in. They had to figure out how much they had to overcome. And, you know, I, don't, I just don't I think there's Republicans are and more important patriots are keen to this or aware of it. And the eyes on these processes, whether or not we can you know have people who are actually in positions of trust such as secretaries of state, but people like Raffensperger and them, they, they, they know they're playing with explosive fire to, to meddle with, to try to try to pull anything to cover up any sorts of uh, anomalies or, you know, uh, any anything that diverges from an, an open, transparent, fair election. They're not going to be able to pull that crap again, because frankly, it, like I said, you know, the jig in a sense is up. I mean, there was enough, they, they may have gotten away with their BS, you know, fake insurrection and all their distractions in terms of harming people and maybe sort of tamping down what should be massive public outrage. But if you look at the, I mean, there's, it's not just Joe Biden. People knew that something was wrong with the results of that election. I mean, they just, you know, you can sense it. People who follow the, even, even uh, from a distance, sort of half pay attention to politics could tell that there's no way that Joe Biden had enough support and that the enthusiasm for Trump was overwhelming. And I think we see a similar similar sort of model right now, but even more so because this is like payback. So, I, you know, if we don't see it as an historic level wave, I think you'll see you'll know that there was fraud and uh, trickery now, involved. Todd Nixon, among the areas you're an expert in is the JFK assassination. Correct your JFK assassination buff. And when I said earlier that the FBI showed a lot about themselves in the House Select Committee on Assassinations, have we, have there been problems that have been obvious with the FBI for years, just based on what you know about the JFK assassination investigation? The Jeff, the FBI, I think, has a lot to answer for there. Do you agree with me, Tyler? Oh, absolutely. I think it's more about actually not the DHSCA, which I think exposed more of the CIA's meddlings. Well, the CIA was literally in there, as you know, George Jonitas, and you know they were manipulating the whole thing from the inside. I think the Warren Commission 
itself uh, reflects the FBI's um, guiding or misguiding hand, as, the, as you know, the case may be, as you see it, and how Hoover, right from the outset, you know, had the establishment's line. He had his buddy, Lyndon Johnson. He had his back, and they knew they wanted the you know, single gunman theory, whatever their motives were. But um, yeah, and the FBI absolutely suppressed evidence. They, I mean, you know, they were the ones who controlled all of the what the Warren Commission saw. Warren Commission had no sort of and had no staff beyond a few attorneys. They relied on the FBI to guide them, to give them the evidence, and to provide, you know, even if it led to CIA or intelligence. And and of course, it was completely rigged, you know, and and doctored. And, and that wasn't, you know, it wasn't Earl Warren and those guys sitting around doing that. This this was the FBI that did this. That's their. And that's a good uh, point know, about crowning. the Warren Commission, and and Tyler, I've been thinking about the SC, uh, the House Select Committee, because I think people forget. It's easy to forget that the last official government report on this, the House Select Committee, found that Oswald did not act alone. Do people forget that? Mm -hmm. That's not a conspiracy yeah. theory. That's the official government position. Right, yeah. Tom? Yeah, we have two, two, two official government positions, basically. You know, one that says it was likely a conspiracy, that says just a lone gunman. So, you, you know, the government itself is 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 technically or officially not in harmony. I mean, it has two different versions of the uh, of the event, which is crazy. It needs to be resolved officially somehow, someday. And do you? We've talked about this before, but I think part of the problem that Trump was going to have with the CIA, for instance was when that JFK material did not get released. That was an indicator to me. That was a tell that the CIA is not working with the American people. Agreed? Oh, absolutely. Now, they have, they have been a, they have become a, a, some sort of like subversive fifth column within our, within our country. I mean, a rogue criminal organization in many cases that is out of control, totally out of the purview of our elected officials and even many bureaucratic officials who would purportedly have, uh, you know, authority and oversight. And do you want to see a presidential candidate for the Republicans in 24 who does not suck up the CIA and FBI, but instead questions what the government is doing? Who do you want for a candidate, Tyler Nixon? I mean, I, Ron DeSantis, I think, would— uh, yeah, I know it's going to be they're going to be pushed towards it's gotten to the point where the FBI needs to be broken up, frankly. I think when you hear yeah, when you hear, hear credible figures saying this, it has to happen. And it's going to I mean, I don't know if it will, but these agencies have grown beyond the control of oversight. So something's going to have to be done radically. And, and, and it's they brought on themselves echoing the position of a lot of presidents, including Truman, who said the same thing. Great show. Great appearance. Tyler Nixon will be back tomorrow with more facts that you don't get anywhere else. The truth behind the headlines. This has been The Backstory.